He said, we're gonna do something to your brain. It's an old man eating a Twix. It's Dead Air 6. This time we're talking about Garth Marenghi. Twitter. Uh, threads? Tipping? Maybe? Is it cake? So, where do you want to start, Christina? Um, you said you wanted to start with Twitter. 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 Threads. Yeah, go, go on there. Twitter. You said you had loads to say. <clears throat> on the 1st of July, Twitter put in character, not character limits, it put in limits for viewing tweets. Mm -hmm. You know about this. Mm -hmm. You have nothing to say about that? You're on um, I see you on Twitter all the time, scrolling through. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was funny. Because that's like all Twitter talked about for a couple of days. So Elon Musk, big boss of Twitter, uh, put out a statement saying that they're temporarily limiting how much people can see, even verified people, um, because the site is being manipulated and there's lots of data scraping. Uh, but it also coincides with the end of their contract with Google Cloud. Twitter negotiated a billion dollar contract with Google in about 2018 to provide cloud services. And that ended at the end of June when mm -hmm. suddenly when all this happened. Mm -hmm. So uh, is that a coincidence? You know? Yeah, is that a coincidence? Were they, um, did they, because they must have known that was coming. Yeah. So was there like a man like on level three, like quickly building servers? Like do you think you can build, build them fast enough? I don't know. Well, I don't know, but I'll try. Does anybody still work at Twitter? I think that that, you know, doesn't help with things. Twenty. Oh. They've got twenty percent of the people still there. That's yeah. a lot of people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. What could they possibly be doing? Sending poop emojis. Put, I guess. Yeah, that's all manual. What are they doing? Pushing buttons. Mm -hmm. um, are they writing code? What for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you do? What do what do tech people do? Content moderation. I don't think there's any of that going on. No, it's no, in, yeah, but it's, so is yeah. it? I mean, it's infrastructure. Like what? Mm -hmm. What do you have to do to maintain Twitter? Mm. Like, do you have to... I mean, it, when we say, like, infrastructure, is it a man, like, taking wires out of servers? Like, this server should be fine for 30 seconds. There's definitely a guy pulling levers. It's just Metropolis. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, people with clocks. And, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Um, I mean, that could be the case for all I know. Um, yeah. Well, what do you think? Why did he do this? Uh, I think... I don't think this was uh, anything other than like another blunder. I don't think he mm -hmm. did this. Mm -hmm. I think this is just something that happened and it was like, oh yeah, shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like not paying rent at Twitter HQ. They're being sued by a number of people, landlords and such, mm -hmm. uh, for not paying. Uh, they're also threatening to sue Meta mm -hmm. uh, over their release of threads. Mm -hmm. What's the basis of that? You copy does. Actually, the basis is is that um, you've used people who used to work at Twitter who have trade secrets. Okay. Um, and Meta said, uh, this was on the BBC, Meta said, uh, no one in the engineering team of Threads has ever worked at Twitter. Mm -hmm. So... Right, okay. But even then, what... Well, that should be pretty... What, what trade secrets? Yeah. Um... Like the, the super secret code. That makes everything run. Yeah. The keystone code. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, picking my nose here. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Threads, are you tempted? <sighs> 70 million people it's, in it's, two days. It's too many social media companies now. I'm... It's the same social media company as Instagram, Facebook. Which I don't use, which I don't use. Yeah, yeah so, well. There's really no. Okay. Me, for me personally, right, no Don't impetus. join the conversation then. Oh, going on over at Threads. Yeah. People talking about Hot Wheels and... I'm sure I'm sure it's comparable to Twitter. Yeah. Apparently very comparable. That's enough. But it's interesting that they've waited... They've done this now, because I'd never heard of this until like a week ago. Yeah, me either. And then suddenly... Oh, by the way, did you hear about yeah. Marky Zucks yeah, releasing Threads? Like, what? Yeah, what happened to the metaverse? I thought that was the it's future. It's coming. It's just calm down. Alright, does it yeah. I want my avatar with no legs that looks really awkward. Like a Wii character. I want it to be all legs. That's the future of meetings. I wanna be like a, a like not just a, a centaur, like a centipede tour. Mm-hmm. tour. Where I walk into like a, a board meeting and I've got like a hundred legs. Like human legs. Okay. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's what you want for your avatar, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want Sharktopus. Well, what if your like avatar is like just like I don't know like a, like a frigate? Mm-hmm. Like I can't get into the boardroom. Yeah, I can't get out out the dry dock. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Th- uh, all I can think is big titty avatars. Big titty avatars. I don't. Well, where did we read that? It was a comment. It was on, a comment. One of our videos. One was of it? our videos. One of my videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you possibly did the thumbnail for a bit. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, that's how it would end up being. Do you think that Threads is a threat to Twitter? I mean, uh, I guess so. Um, they got 70 million signups in the first 48 hours. I wasn't really expecting that. But, no. like I say, I don't use Facebook. Like, to me, you know, I go on Facebook on rare occasion to, like, look at pictures that my grandma has uploaded, you know, of her... Catching enormous fish, being an amazing fisherman. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Elon Musk is suing, he's not threatening to, he is suing the legal company that uh, helped negotiate Twitter enforcing Musk's buyout of Twitter. Mm. He's suing them for $90 million. Okay. Uh, which is what they, or he's, I don't know if he's suing them for $90 million. Twitter paid them $90 million for their work in enforcing that deal, mm. which, uh, from what I understand, is, like, way more than they would normally get for that, but if that's what they agreed, mm-hmm. yeah. I just think that's funny. Yeah. Um... He's suing the company that forced him to buy this company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, another thing I'd say then, because you don't have anything to say about threads, do you? I don't have a lot to say now. Just... About Twitter? No? Um, just... Is Twitter valuable? Oh, Elon. Um, uh, I mean, loads of people use it, um, but I don't know how it's you can really be like super profitable, especially with this whole strategy of like, I don't care what advertisers are willing to pay for. We want hate speech on Twitter and stuff like that, you know. But not the word cis. Damn the free market. Yeah. Not the word cis. That's a yeah. slur now. Yeah. That's a slur now, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know, free speech, but just not, you know, not that free speech. Not the one that I don't like. 
So I actually looked this up as well. I looked up Threads TV film and on Google it said number one search today, mm -hmm. which is very funny. Threads is a 1984 TV film uh, set in Sheffield, which is where I'm from. Uh, and it's... A monkey, let's be quiet. It's um, a, a joint BBC Australian uh, film. It's made on like 400 grand. And it's about, obviously, the fictional events of if there was a nuclear war mm. between East and West, this is what it would actually be like. Mm. I haven't seen it in 10 years. It's brilliant. And, like, the most depressing thing you've ever seen. Mm. And, like I say, it's the most, uh, I suppose, you know, it's not, not just the most accurate, but it's like, it is an attempt to show how brutal it would be. Mm. And it's all from the perspective of normal people. There's no, like, general in a bunker or anything. And, it's, it, yeah, it's 1984. There's a, a nuclear standoff between the United States and the Soviet Union and over Iran. There's a revolution in Iran and then nuclear war begins. And uh, the world is, you know, plummeted into, like, the Dark Ages again. Mm -hmm. And people have to, like, eat rats and work on, like, pretty much government farms, mm -hmm. like, without the aid of oil and... People go blind with cataracts and okay. Yeah, it's so they named, brutal and horrible, so and that's Zuckerberg, called threads. Zuckerberg named his social media company after that. Yeah, yeah, he really loves. Well, he didn't name it after it, but I just I thought know. it was funny. I mean, it'd be funny if he saw like, yeah, threads is really good. I've named it after threads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna do another product. It's gonna be called Salo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always he now. does enjoy like. I've never heard Zuckerberg speak. You know, no, I yes, have. You have. That's a, yeah. Yes. I guess he must sound normal if I don't remember. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, he loves dystopian stuff and, like, acting like it's, a, like, a positive thing. When he was talking about the, the metaverse, wasn't he going on about, like, it's like the Matrix, it'll be so cool. Like, I don't, I don't think you remember that movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. or didn't he also compare it to, like, Blade Runner? Like, again, that's, these are not presented as ideal futures. No. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. coughs> yeah, the most aspirational bit in 1984... Yes. Yeah, is that we can see everything everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people love that. <coughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I wonder how it's been successful so far. It's only been a yeah. couple of days. It's more or less a Twitter clone. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, you know, what would the edge be on that normally? Like, not say, much, like, but it yeah, function was... functions. Okay. Whereas Twitter obviously has the rate limit still. From what I can tell, I looked today on Twitter Business, the official Twitter app and it, it the little blurb made it sound like those rate limits are still in effect still going. yeah right yeah but it was ambiguous yeah remind me what the limits were it was like it was like 600 600 per day for unverified you, you can read 600 tweets mm -hmm. for unverified which is like nothing yeah and it, it was all very unclear like, to me by reading does it. that mean just scrolling or? yeah because you know you know, just sit there and do that for a while. Well, so I've heard that find the, something interesting. Those rate limits didn't apply to desktop anyway. Didn't you say that? Yeah, um, well, in the first, like, day of it, uh, I kept seeing people, like, everybody was talking about it on Twitter, and, um, there was people saying, like, well, I haven't gotten the rate limit, and why is that? Blah, blah, blah. And some people said, like, I think if you use, um, if you look at it on a browser, you're not using the Twitter app. It doesn't seem to apply. 
And I wondered about that because I didn't get any rate limit. Like, it would give you, like, a thing saying, like, you've exceeded your rate limit. You're looking at too much stuff on Twitter. Stop using our product so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, it's like Jack Dorsey is, in, like, posting a picture of grass on Twitter. Oh, did he? And, yeah, Musk, I think, tweeted something. I think smoking a massive <laughs> joint of grass. Uh, tweeted something about, like, you know. Through a baguette. Yeah, get, out, get outside and... Go but, do stuff. Like, is that why you're doing this? Or because you didn't pay your bill? You yeah. Know, I don't think that this is for my benefit. You know. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's like Twitter's like a spaceship and they're like constantly under attack from Klingons on the Starboard Bow. <laughs> yeah. But then like work out it's actually just the Hubble telescope mm -hmm. or something. It does seem to be in, you know, hilarious disarray. Yeah. But what I meant earlier when like, is it useful? I didn't mean like profitable and stuff, just is it like socially useful? I don't mean um, like in terms of like individual, like I made a friend on Twitter, that seems unlikely. But yeah, um, um, I mean, you know, there's journalists on Twitter, there's... There are, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some like interesting stuff from journalists on Twitter. I'm like, oh, I'm going to read more about that now. You didn't, didn't realize Read more that. abortion. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's also loads of garbage, it's like any social well, yeah. media. Um, like anything everywhere. Have you ever been into a library, looked through those books? Crap. <laughs> Burn it. Yeah. The 99% theory. Which is what? 99% of everything sucks ass. But not everything. I know, it's... Like, you go into the Mariana Trench and like, yeah, there's some good stuff down here, but most of these fish are crap. But that's right. Boring. Boring. <laughs> where's the sea monsters? Yeah, where's the sharktopus? Mm. Okay, alright. Uh, what's next then? If we're done on Twitter. Um, Twitter. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Threads does kind of make uh, make sense in terms of a name though. Mm -hmm. Threads. Like, that's like a better name for Reddit even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. Reading threads, I understand. Yeah. Okay, alright. <laughs> um... <coughs> Yeah, I don't know what else there to say about Twitter. Just okay. more Twitter. I can see what's next from here. Mm -hmm. Go on then. Go on then. What would you like to introduce? I bet you think this is a lie, don't you? That you can't see because I'm not going to edit this. Is it cake? No, it is a lie. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Ow. With a knife, always as well. <laughs> Go on then. Is it cake? Uh, is it cake? Apparently, is a show on Netflix that is in its second season. Um that, according to Netflix, was, like, in the top ten in the U.S. last week, and we were like, what the fuck is this? It was in the top um, ten of what? Where Netflix is, like, top ten in America. Like, top oh, ten views on Netflix. streaming, according to them. Oh, yeah, yeah on Netflix, though. On I Netflix, mean, you know. yes, according to them, on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, streaming on Netflix, yeah. Um, and we've enjoyed some kind of, like, cooking shows and stuff in the past. This is um, not a cooking show. Yeah, well, that's what made it so kind of, Well, like, explain baffling. the premise to Okay, okay, so... What um, is it cake? I, what could that be? Is that people? That's an uh, ambiguous name for a show. Yeah, um, pa bakers, pastry chefs come on, and uh, can win pretty small amounts of money for going on TV if they can both correctly identify what objects are cakes versus aren't, and then if they can make something that is a cake that looks like it's not a cake. 
They so, have to correctly identify objects that may or may not be cakes from like 15 feet away. From like 15 feet away. And then they show us the close-ups with the cameras. So you can see what cake. Like, well, that's clearly the cake. You know, it's very obvious. Kind of no, I don't know, tension. We I know we're talking about a cooking show, but... But know. it's not a cooking show. No, it's not it's a cooking a, show. It's a competition. Well, that's what is frustrating too, because, you know, uh, normally in like a cooking competition type of show. Yeah. Uh, and there are some good ones. Um, Not my top chef. Um, no, I was actually thinking of uh, Iron Chef. Um, there, you know, there's like they talk through like the technical things that they're doing yeah. and stuff like that, and that makes it interesting to me as somebody who cooks. Um, I feel like I very occasionally will learn something. Well, or Richard like, Blaze, they're like, oh, I'm let me look. Actually, that up. using direct energy microwave from space, <laughs> it's coming straight down into this magic wand here, and that'll give. Uh, this ice cream, a nice ham glaze. It doesn't sound very good. <laughs> or it, it could be basic shit, you know, like, um, you know, yeah, if you chill boiled eggs before you peel them, they peel much more easily. You know, if you don't already know that, I know, you could learn something. Yeah. Briefly, while chuckling at people. If you use some rotten seafood time. in a medley, no one will know. Yeah, <laughs> Spike. Spike. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Scallops. Um, so, but they don't do that in this, like... They'll say, like, now I'm going to make this um, fake cellophane. Like, one of them was, like, um, mm -hmm. a, make a packaged steak, like, in a cellophane wrapper on styrofoam into an edible cake. You know, you don't make it into a cake, but make a cake that looks just like that and is edible. Like, cellophane and everything included. And this guy's like, now I'm making the cellophane. I'm like, okay, how do you do that? That's interesting. No. Mm, no, we don't get to find out. Mm. Yeah. Look it up, or I guess watch something else. The first season, know. there's no competitive element. It's yeah. just a group of, I think, nine people who can win the chance to play the round each episode and then mm -hmm. can win like five grand, ten grand by correctly identifying the right cake and also by fooling people with their own cake. Yeah, they have separate judges that come in that they yeah. fool, have to fool into them not being able to tell you know, which packaged steak is a cake and which isn't. And then in the second season, they change that to be more like an actual reality TV show mm -hmm. where one person goes home every week. Mm -hmm. uh, but by that time, I'd had enough of that. Yeah. And we got a couple episodes kicked, in. Kicked my TV in. Yeah, it's like, I'm done with this. Um, there you go. Uh, but the, the judges, uh, definitely in the first season, they were getting Fortuna... Tuna, what's the name? That lady you like. I'm Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, Fortune Feimster. Yeah. The comedian. Yeah, yeah, she was on it. She was on for it. For a minute. Yeah. Rebecca Black. Rebecca Black shows that's, up. That's that's a name you cannot buy. Yeah. How did they get her? I yeah. hear she's go I hear she doesn't get out of bed for less than ten million dollars. Friday. Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she turns up. That was baffling. Um uh, yeah. yeah, but that and and also judges who are like I'm a I'm a TikToker, and then the um, like people in the the gallery who aren't cooking this episode are like Oh my god, I'm such a big fan! I'm like who? Yeah. A TikToker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, TikTok, TikTok, Mr. Rice. But one of the judges was um, not Murderface from Workaholics. Yes. Which is why we watch Workaholics, because you said, oh, it's... It's that guy from Workaholics. And I was like, what, what's that? It's like, we should watch that instead. And we did. <laughs> yeah. And we'll now talk about it now for no more than three minutes. Sure. Well, do you want to say anything else about Is It Cake? 
Did you not want to say anything about the host? Oh, yeah, yeah. What an odd choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you want to say something about the host? Just very, very annoying. Um, I kind of liked him at the beginning. Like, his whole, like, I don't give a shit about this. It's a keg show, whatever. Yeah. That kind of worked for me, but, but then, he just didn't have any jokes. Yeah, he's, like, cracking jokes that are not funny. He want, he did one thing that was funny. He fell over. Episode. He fell over in his chair. Yeah. And you could tell he was embarrassed and a little bit hurt. Yes. Yeah. yeah I was like, I like the part where he fell. In the reviews. I did like that part. <laughs> oh, I thought you read a review that. <laughs> no, he said that when he got yeah, up. He, did, like, yeah. uh -huh, he knows. Yeah, he knows. I like the part where he <laughs> He would do things where um, he just seemed like totally unprepared. Like uh, people would say something and his joke would be just saying what they had said. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. oh, I'm, I think I'm going to go for the steak cake. Oh, you're going to go for the steak cake. Huh, like, Melissa? You need a joke yeah. there. Yeah. Huh, Melissa? Mmm, you like steak? Mm. That's what she said. Yeah, she, yeah, I do like steak. Yeah, big um, meat eater. Yeah, really dumb jokes, just like, no, I, I'm going to, we've got champagne for everybody. Would you like, oh, you can't, you're not 21. Now, what, what this Thanks, needed Dad. was it needed Jack D. Do you know him? No. English comedian. He's like very dour. Like, very, very dour. Uh, I he, see, like, five English comedians in my head. And just, just like him, like, not just, like, not giving a shit about this competition, but, like, holding it in contempt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would have been great. Like, you, you could have had whole things like him looking at something and be like, right, they made cellophane of you. <laughs> yeah, I think I would great. actually enjoy that more. And yeah. then, like, cutting things, like, just, just, like, can't even be bothered to cut it properly, just, like, sticking the end of the knife in, like... It's fucking cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to have seen that, or gone the other way, and like, I don't know, Jim Carrey. But but also pissed off. Like, I think you have to have the pissed yeah. off element to make this work. See, when you first Jim said Jim Carrey fucking hates cake. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. Uh, when you first said Jack D, at first I thought Jack you were going to say Jack Black. I was like, oh, I couldn't get down with that. Yeah. yeah. Freaking out. Are you making a cake? Jack Black, yeah. but it's it's Doug from I can't remember his name. Doug from that show where they just get stoned. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't remember his name either. Doug something, yeah. Yeah, there's a fairly famous comedian who has, I guess, a YouTube show or something, mm -hmm. where he the whole thing is he just smokes a bit of weed with famous people. Yeah, the and David Cross episode is the only one worth watching. There's two great episodes. There's the Jack Black one, where Jack Black comes across really down to earth and kind of a bit bewildered, like, is this the show? Mm -hmm. And David Cross's episode, uh, where David Cross is basically the same, but kind of way more offended yeah, by like it. Yeah, pissed off that this is the show. This is the show? Okay, I'll get yeah, high. It's like, what, what kind, the fuck is this? What kind do you want to smoke, David Cross? Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and he tells that story That's not about, why I like, do it. About almost getting hooked on crack. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, it could have been Jack Black and that Doug guy that I don't know the second name of and you don't know who I'm talking about. And Doug's really into it and Jack Black hates it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. Something. Yeah, I mean, it definitely need, it needs something to be like, yeah. you know... It's not, obviously it's not meant to be. There's eight of you. Anything, the top seven will get to live. Serious or like super interesting, but it's fluff. There needs to be a reason to watch, though. Um, yeah, there was no cooking information. There was no competitive. I mean, maybe there is in the second one, but I just couldn't do it. I mean, the host. Yeah, just uh, I was over it. Fucking, I'd rather have Inky Jones. Yeah. 
So that tells me that there's nothing interesting on Netflix in the in the last that tells you few weeks. So yeah, if that's like in the top ten of non, I don't know, whatever. Uh, yeah, not occasionally. Not uh, I'll get pissed off with Netflix and like threaten Netflix, like I'm gonna cancel Netflix. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, because I think I'm grandfathered into like a UK rate where it's like six pounds or something. It's like six US dollars. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to cancel. That's why we never get rid of it. Yeah, I'm not going to get rid of it. Yeah. But like it is, yeah, it is annoying how much garbage there is on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Workaholics, we saw the Workaholics yeah, dude. What we saw the work, Workaholics dude, Blake. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's the guy from Workaholics. And what's that? And we started A much better show. So what? what is it? Uh, Workaholics is about three best friends who live in a house together and all work as telemarketers uh, at a shitty telemarketing company. Um, and they pretty much just drink and do drugs and are very, very stupid. Yeah, they're like 30-year-old sort of frat boys. Yeah, I guess they say they're like 25. Oh, right. The, oh, my God. I think like the second or third season. So they must have been like fresh out of college They're kind of like, they? they're middle class. Like one of them talks about... Their family was in the country club, and they peaked in high school, they say a few times. They're meant to be sort of, not hate hateful, but definitely sort of, yeah, like, contemptible-ish, but... Ish, but they're not But well-meaning-ish. Yeah, they're just, of, they're just morons. Yeah. Sort of wannabe jocks who peaked in high school, but not really jocks either. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it's fun. I don't love it. Yeah, I love it. It's not amazing, but... The characters are very poorly defined. There's three of them, and I yeah. I don't really know the difference. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, visually, like, you know, that's the tall one. Yeah, yeah, they don't really change, you know, which... Can you, is they're they're fine, just all like, kind of show. mad, and... Yeah. It's a sitcom where mad things go on, you know, unlike all the other sitcoms. Yeah. Um, what, what, what differentiates it? Because I, I, I don't dislike it. Like, uh, I, I'm going to watch more of it today mm -hmm. in the background. Yeah, while you're... While this renders. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it does make me laugh, you know. Yeah. Not every joke lands, but there's enough of them that, you know... And the, there are some episodes that are, like, really funny, and then others that are more boring. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's kind of... I guess it's kind of like a middling... Um, what would you fucking call it? A, I don't know, like a quirky comedy, like... Like a uh, derivative of Sunny? Yeah, it did make me think this is kind of like Sunny, but it, the characters are like... Less, less extreme. Less extreme, less despicable. You know, they do bad, like, bad things yeah. and kind of are bad people. Yeah. But not through... Um, they're not like intending to be, I guess. Whereas in Sunny, like, everybody's absolutely horrible and actively tries to hurt other people all the time. Yeah, I mean... Um, in a funny way, yeah. You know, Sonny has a much more interesting character dynamic where the characters are constantly, you know, both competing against each other and vying for each other's approval and yeah. all of this. And they have very distinct personalities. Very distinct, you know, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's kind of what lacks here. Like, some of the silly jokes... I mean, it's it, the level of jokes is, like, you know, coming into your own mouth. Yeah. Sort of thing. It's pretty yeah. puerile. It's pretty lowbrow. It's yeah. pretty lowbrow. Yeah. Uh, but it is funny. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean... Yeah. It's kind of there, like... There it's, are it's funny it's ideas. a good background choice. Yeah. 
I would say, if you, you know, have a good... But I wouldn't buy the DVD. ...a day of video games ahead of you, and you have access to it for free somewhere, it's perfectly decent you, background you noise. You're gonna do anything that doesn't involve actually sitting and watching. Yeah, well, how many things, you know? You how many times do you do that, is what you're gonna say. Yeah, how many yeah. times do we just sit down and just watch something? Sometimes. Yeah. It, basically, we'll start something, and then, like, oh, this is actually good, and then we'll sit down. <laughs> you know. Okay, do you have anything to say about Black Hearts? Um, I mean, the, yeah, it's very silly, but... They're um, not workaholics at all. No. They barely do any work. They hardly ever seem to be working, yeah. They're more trying to, like... It, it's very ridiculous, like, I don't know, I'm trying to get some examples. If you haven't seen it, to see if it's the kind of thing that would appeal to you. Like, one of their co-workers dies in the office. They think she's asleep. So they start, like, covering her with food and doing, like, faces all over her and, uh, like, getting their dick out and putting it on her head. Do you this think old it, lady. Do you think it glamorizes <laughs> drinking a bit? There's, uh, there's lots of, like, montages, which seem, even though it's from, like, I think it started in 2011, those montages seem out of date even by then. Yeah, um, no, it does glamorize drinking, yeah, I'd say. Because, um, like, but it, it doesn't make it look like, you know... Because they get into all kinds of awful trouble and stuff, so it's not like, like that. But, I don't know, what do you think? yeah, I mean, like if you, it doesn't matter if you you're at a, like a, like disgusting house party or like a fine dinner party. Uh, it always goes the same way. When people are drinking, it's just hours and hours and hours of people talking shit, mm -hmm. uh, utter shit over and over again. Drinking is best enjoyed alone, when you mm. could be doing other things like you know, dr drinking. You know, play a video game or whatever, and yeah, yeah, have a bonfire. I, I agree with you. No for uh, country drive. I'm kind of over. I'm a horse. Social drinking completely. Horse is sober. Um, yeah, it just most people just end up talking loads of shit. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's like it's like at best. At, at best, you're drunk too, and you let off some steam. Like, oh god, I've been working all week, mm -hmm. and then but really, it's usually. Like, for me, I've got to get pretty drunk to tolerate other people who are drunk. Mm -hmm. Like, I've got to get more drunk than them. I don't yes. know, I, I, I don't get, like, paralytic, he says. Mm -hmm. But, like, oh. Yeah. And no, if, if other people are drunk and you're not, they are very annoying. Well, I agree, yeah. but I, I'm saying that, for me, I've got to be... I can't just be a bit drunk. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get you. You've got to be at their level or above. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and I'm, but I'm not saying that their level has to be very high either. Like, if, you, if someone's three beers in, oh, Christ, I'm going to have to drink this bottle of vodka to deal with this. I'm fucking drunk. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, uh, glamour, you know, glamour slightly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, drinking is way more gross than, than they show. And, you know, I've met loads of people who are like, I can handle my booze. Mm -hmm. And for everyone, it's the same. You get a real good buzz from it for mm -hmm. half an hour. And, like, you're ready to go and do things for, like, an hour after that. Like, yeah, let's build a water slide. Mm -hmm. And then you're just dead after that. Just, oh. mm -hmm. I gotta lay down. Not even, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not yeah. even to that extreme. Just, you know, like, oh, no, I'm, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a bug just flew up my nose. It just flew past you, I think, yeah. <laughs> Definitely got the bugs coming back in the summer. They hate the heat, too. Um... Do you think Sunny glamorizes drinking? Uh, less so, because they are kind of alcoholics. Yeah, I would say less so. Um, 
Yeah, because they make it like pretty clear that they're alcoholics and it's dangerous. I mean, Charlie drinks paint. Yeah, know? but yeah, but like he, you know, they're all drinking and stuff. And I, I, I like Sunny. Oh, it's always Sunny in Philadelphia a lot. But I'm actually never really convinced by their drunk mm -hmm. acting. Sometimes I think it's really good. Uh, when they the intervention episode where they stage an intervention on Frank and they're all drinking wine out of a can and Glenn Howard and their the yeah. lips are red yeah when, when yeah. It's like, I don't think you should be having an intervention in a bar and Glenn <laughs> Howard's like <laughs> yeah that was very believable to me yeah. um <clears throat> sometimes I think it's sometimes good. it is um just just you know the reality is is Charlie would I mean obviously the the paint thing that's just sitcom nonsense but they they would all be very very ill yeah. Yeah. Like, Dennis would have a gut, and... Yeah, maybe, um, I get you. Maybe the difference with Sonny is that, um, it's more, that you more, like, directly see how, like, yeah, they're alcoholics, and it's not good for them. Um, and in this, it's more like the booze is, like, a background thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. You know? I think, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess another thing about Sonny that I've talked about with you before... Is it's not really a criticism. I mean, it's TV, but I find that the the sets and the I suppose costuming, hairdressing mm -hmm. really takes me out of it. Like there are all these losers who like like Charlie sleeps in a fucking you know filthy mattress in a filthy apartment and mm -hmm. like goes down into the sewer and stuff. Yeah. But they've all got like immaculate hair, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. and TV stuff and yeah. and. Like, Charlie's apartment is meant to be really filthy and stuff, but you can tell, like... No, what they, that's fresh green paint mm -hmm. that they've put, like, filth decal mm -hmm. or overspray over. And it's, it just never actually feels like... Like, you ever been in a really filthy apartment? It's mm -hmm. not just... It's, you know, like, the, the burner, isn't it? It's not just stained. It's like there's, there's fucking dust and fluff and mm -hmm. crumbs and rat shit yeah. everywhere and... I get you, yeah. Just, you know, who cares? It's you're a minor thing. You're I'm always complaining about the bar look, too. Like, what bar has ceilings that high? What bar is in a, I think the on first, a soundstage? the first season, there are, there are at least two shots where you can see the lighting, the lighting grid. grid. Yeah. What the mm -hmm. hell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. TV stuff. Again, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, still an enjoyable show. Yeah. At least up to a point. Um, where is it that we always end up quitting? Like Ten. I still like a lot of season 10. I was well, so, saying, There's yeah. like three or four good episodes in season 11. It's exactly the same with The Simpsons. And then I think we watched season 12 like once. And we're like, mm, meh. Yeah. Yeah. But that's still like a, a good run. I think see, in The Simpsons, like it gets, it starts to get bad season 10. It's something like season 11 or 12, everyone is rubbish. Mm -hmm. And then in season 13, I think there's one or two good ones. And there's one at the end. Behind the laughter, mm -hmm. that's good, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll re if I'm watching The Simpsons, I'll stop about season ten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there are good ones in season eleven, twelve, thirteen. Maybe there are good ones now. <laughs> I mean, maybe I yeah I haven't watched new ones in so long. What do you um? This isn't on our list or anything. What do you think no. about Aqua Teen coming back? What do I think about it coming back? Because because um, that, that's like one of the best. Show endings ever, in my opinion. I'm pumped for it. Is it yeah. coming back, what, as a series then? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's all okay, right, yeah. well, are they going to do, I mean, are they going to do more than one series? Or more than one season? I have no idea, yeah. 
Uh, I, I'm pumped for it. I love Aquatine. Christina introduced me to Aquatine. I'd never seen it, never even heard of it before. You were missing out. I remember you showing it me and me watching it like, what is this shit? Yeah. Like, this looks like someone made it in the garage. It's hard. It's a hard and, show to explain to people what then, it's about. And, and then just, like, getting into it and realizing what it was. Yeah. Like, it's, wow. Yeah. About Subversive. the characters and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, like... Yeah. Definitely, like, top three favorite Video shows Video Ouija one was the first one you showed me. And I think yeah. when Shake vomits in, like, directly above himself and then laughs and then the vomit falls back on himself and he doesn't react to it, I realized... What this, what the show is doing? Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, like, yeah, it's meat. Wasn't it? it's like Frylock said poop in here, <laughs> and poop, uh, poop, Bleh! poop. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, yeah, workaholics. I like it. Yeah, I like, I like it. it. I don't love it. It's not great. Um, um, I don't know. What'd you give it in like a uh, out of ten? What would you say this is a show? I'd give it a. Shared office cubicle out of ten. Yeah. 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 I, I I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't rate anything like that. I, I mean, know, you don't rate this is something like that, that I personally like. If I sat down to watch Workaholics, I'd be bored in like two mm -hmm. episodes. Yeah. But mm -hmm. you know, whilst I'm on the computer or you know going outside cooking or whatever. Yeah, you know, definitely, it's, it's I good. get what you mean, like, there's a lot of stuff that... That's basically how I consume um, most media, you know, with the exception of films, which I do sit down and watch. Yeah, depending on what it is. Yeah. But, but I watched, I sat down and watched Barry. Yeah, yeah you know. we, we did sit down and watch, like, the majority of that we were sitting down watching, not playing games. Um, so yeah, it just depends. Mm -hmm. What uh, is next on the docket? Yeah, um, another show that we revisited that I don't think either of us had seen in a long time. Dark place, dark place, dark place, dark place, dark place. Garth Dark Place. Um, How did you come across Dark Place? On uh, Adult Swim. Right, okay. Because mm -hmm. in Britain, it was on Channel 4, and it was probably shown like once, mm -hmm. prime time, yeah. like nine, yeah, around on a Friday night, and never again, you know, it would be one of those things that you, if you wanted to see it, you'd have to watch it on a Thursday night at 1. AM. Yeah, I get you. Um, around the same era, the Aqua Teen was like, you know, big on Adult Swim. Uh -huh. and Garth Marenghi yeah. was on there. There's only six episodes. And um, what is it? It is about... Uh, <laughs> okay, so it's sort of a, like a kind of mockumentary style about this, this author uh, named Garth Marenghi, who's a horror author, who thinks very highly of himself and his skills in writing horror novels. And he talks about how in Garth Marenghi, not a real person, fictional person, um, and how in the eighties that they uh, he wrote and starred in a um, horror sci-fi show that takes place w in a hospital featuring doctors, um, and he's the smartest and handsomest doctor. Um, Douglas. Yeah, Rick Douglas. Rick MD. Douglas. Yeah. Uh huh. And um, I've, yeah. I've always felt more like a Roy. For, yeah. for my main character in a shit sitcom. Roy, or Carl, that's a great name for a sitcom character. Yeah. yeah. Not Byron. Maybe Ron. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe Boyd. Yeah, so what, explain the style of Dark Place. Well, it, it's, we get both things. We get um, the mock 1980s, I guess you'd call it something like Diagnosis Murder meets... 
Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. We get that, and then that's sort of broken up and commented on by contemporary um, talking heads from Garth Marenghi and his producer, played by Richard Ayoade, um, talking about how great the show is, how it's a travesty they didn't get more episodes made, yeah, and how they made it. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's a send-up of the whole genre and... Uh, kind of Stephen King a bit. Mm. Yeah, a bit, yeah. A and I suppose sort of masturbatory, uh, non-literature, masturbatory genre writing. Mm -hmm. And, um... I mean, it's not meant to be like Stephen King or anything, yeah. but this guy's written like a hundred books. I get it, yeah. Yeah, he's, all yeah, set in like Romford. A, yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. And, um, and the whole idea is that this show that they were doing in the 80s is like was really cheap and badly done is yes. where a lot of the humor comes from like yeah. one of the first shots um where the lady doctor is coming in around the corner and i guess it's meant to be a cat jumps out at her <laughs> yeah. and you just see somebody go with a cat the through cat. a window <laughs> and i just died throw the cat um yeah and then goes up to say hi i'd like to apply to this hospital are there any positions open yes there are can i start right now <laughs> yeah what was it? It was like, um... I'd like to apply to the hospital. Oh, let me just page the doctor then. Okay, th okay thank you. Do I have time to go to the toilet? Not really. Not really. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, I got a belly laugh. Yeah, 30 I, seconds. I got a good solid laugh. A lot just, of the delivery is really good. There's all sorts of things where, like, it's usually they're parodying stuff, but there's all sorts of things like that where they, they've written stuff that you never hear, but is true to life. Like, people say that, but it's just, like, sort of place and jarring. Can I go to the toilet? Yeah. Not really. Do I yeah. have to go to the toilet? Not really. And there was yeah. a great one in the last episode of something like, Hi, this is Rick Daglas, MD. I'm phoning about this, this case. I need to talk to the gas expert. Sorry, I thought you were going to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's English, so there's a lot of what I would consider like English humour as well. What's that? What the fuck does that mean? Um, Funny like I a clown? clown. Like with, a clown with bad teeth? I would call witty and a bit dry. Um, a bit dry? Yeah, you guys you guys don't think that you have dry humour? Well, I, I, no, I, I think that the idea that American and British humour is different like that is is actually wrong. Well, I'm sure you're right. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have loads of crap. Yeah. That doesn't make it here. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Fair enough. You know. And there's loads of, I mean, you know... Arrested Development is completely different to Paradise PD. Mm -hmm. I understand, yeah, they're different styles. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah okay. Um, yeah, uh, what else? Um, the sci-fi elements are just absolute nonsense, which I appreciate. Yeah. That last episode about there's a gas above the hospital and it's turning this woman into broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> because actually that's how broccoli came to earth billions of years that's ago. how broccoli came to earth billions of years ago she's turning into broccoli the only medical answer is to boil her <laughs> or, main, or we could steam her <laughs> the, main, the main character Douglas grows attached to an alien that is just an eyeball in a blanket yes because this is my son we didn't realise until now but he previously had a son who Unfortunately, inevitably died in a helicopter rotorblade accident because his son was half human, half grasshopper. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's very silly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, played. Yeah. The actual. Yeah, it's played completely straight. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not impenetrable or anything. No, no, um, it, it's very silly. I mean, I love the theme song. Very eighties, and just the the, the bit, the the models. Oh yeah, that's one of the best parts. Dark place hospital, and it's clearly like this big. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I love in the intro where. It's Daglas like running with a baby away from an ambulance that explodes behind him and he just starts flipping. <laughs> it's so silly. Yeah, that isn't even what a in hero. It. Yeah. This never occurs in the yeah. show. Yeah. Or um or your classic like yeah, driving a car with like either like an all black background or like an obvious like video reel just behind someone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, making fun of like cheap. Very good. I wish TV they'd shows. made more, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, it almost seems like they didn't intend to... Yeah, I don't know the story about uh, that either. No. But yeah, six episodes, they're like 24 minutes long. Yeah. So, yeah, I really wish that... We didn't get enough. Yeah. But I maybe mean, it's kind of better like that. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I do wish I could have watched another, like, ten seasons of that. Yeah. Especially giving it time to, like, develop, you know, a bit more and, like, to get into their groove or whatever. Because yeah. a lot of TV shows, I feel like the first season isn't very good. Yeah, and and it was, and yeah, it could have, yeah, if they'd have done three or four seasons, it could have been, you know, really yeah, something. It is a bit of a diamond in, a, in the rough, but... Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it, yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff, just the, like, sometimes it's so simple, like, um, especially if you're the kind of person who... Stop banging my chair with a foot. Stop banging my foot with your fingers. Foot bang. I was gonna say that's gonna end up somewhere. <laughs> Stop banging um, my foot with your fingers. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're the kind of person who um, is like into film and TV in like a technical way, you could probably find a lot of humor and just little stuff and as some, well. Some the great framing, shots. Some great of... framing where like the frames like this. Yeah, and it's just a dude's head down here talking. Like, and... Yeah. Making yeah. out that they've done all this in a rush yeah. with a crew that doesn't really know yeah. what it's doing. Like and... terrible ADR and... Yeah, yes, yeah, terrible ADR, yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, uh, what's so... next? I mean, unless um, you've got more to say. Not really, just, yeah, I wish that... Um, They'd done more. Really wish that there were more, yeah, because I could have had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, well, why don't you tell us about the new game that you got, that you've been playing? Anything to not talk about tipping, huh? Yeah. We're talking about tipping. All right. Tipping in America. All right, we'll so, see. Do you want to talk about tipping now? No, because it's too much to say. Okay. We're talking about tipping after I talk about the new game. Uh, fine, we'll see. Okay. What's it called? So Maybe I'm the sort of person who buys a game and it's like, what's it called? No, I know. You were playing it for like two days and I was like, this is great. And what's it called? Uh. <laughs> Space game. Something. Space game. Yeah. What is it called? Uh, Foundations 4X. Foundation 4X. Is what you wrote. Yeah, I think it might be part of like a franchise mm -hmm. or something, I don't know. Yeah. But it, I got it on sale uh, and it's pretty rare that I buy uh, games. Fairly rare. Mm -hmm. Bought like three games this year. It's like one or two a year and then we replay. I replay lots lot. of games. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's a space sim game, very much kind of like Elite Dangerous or Freelancer, if you remember that. I think I'm right in saying that the guy who did Freelancer is the same guy, Roberts, uh, who's doing Star Citizen right now. You familiar with Star, Star Citizen? 
It's the. It was kickstarted. I think it's the biggest Kickstarter project ever. Mm-hmm. Definitely the biggest Kickstarter uh, game project ever. I think. Oh yeah, I think I remember you talking about this. Go ahead. In excess of a hundred million dollars, still kind of in alpha, still being developed. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of complicated ideas, and um, also clips, film clips of like Mark Hamill and stuff they recorded mm. for it and all this. But I've never right. played it. Some people say it's great, some people say it's like completely unfinished. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is a, a game in that sort of genre of you are a person who can control spaceships and things like that and fly about and it's open mm-hmm. world and there's no one particular story and mm-hmm. You can be a pirate, or you can be a trader, very much like Elite Dangerous, uh, which is a very successful example of the genre. But I think it's way better than that because, uh, well, it's much newer, mm. um, but it has a level of depth that you don't have to even get into. Really, you can just you know get a spaceship and fly around and get some money and buy another one if you want, but. Mm-hmm. It has a level where you can buy spaceships and automate what they do. You can get them to mine, you can get them to trade, you can make an attack wing if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got like spe- loads of spaceships that you know you can buy and kit out and be like, oh, I want this sort of engine and stuff. And I've never seen those spaceships. They're just off somewhere <laughs> making money for me. Mm-hmm. It's great. So, so it's kind of... It, it, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Uh, and it's, you know, it's... Pretty well, I'd say it's pretty well done, and um, it's definitely a game where you've got to make your own fun. And what I was going to say about it was it's one of the rare, one of the most rare game experiences where I will start playing a game and think, like the first hour, like, yeah, I don't like this, I can see what it's doing. And then like about five hours in, kind of be getting to the point where like, ah, this is a bit boring. Mm -hmm. Mm. I felt like that. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a point where I could access the deeper elements of buying other spaceships and stuff. It was a bit of a slow start. Mm-hmm. But then once I got into it, it was like, oh, yeah, I really like it. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've been talking about it all week. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's also um, like the first game I've played in hundreds of years where there are, there's no time element, right? Mm. There's no time dilation. Mm-hmm. It's too. It's too complicated. It's like there's spaceships going everywhere and mm-hmm. trades going on and stuff. Uh, so often, like if you wanted, you could never get in a spaceship. You could just buy spaceships and send them off to do things for you. Right, you could okay. just hang out. Um, or you, or you could do that whilst you control your own spaceship and mm-hmm. spaceship and do whatever. And you know, often I'll be like, oh, I've got to go to the other end of the map. How big is the map? It's big. Yeah. It's, I don't know how, you know. Is it a set map or is it like procedurally generated? I don't know. I think it's got, I think it's got um, set elements that are sort of semi-randomly placed. Mm, Okay. I think. But it's, it's big. It can take a long time to get across. Mm -hmm. And um, it does a good job in feeling, in populating it where. You know, inevitably space is big and empty, but there's loads of stuff going on all the time that's nothing to do with you if you don't want it to be. Mm-hmm. Loads of, you know, battles and things and... Yeah, okay. Yeah, it it does, they do quite a good job of making it feel like a living world. 
Okay. So is it more focused on like, you know, resource acquisition battles? Is there like a, are there any more like RPG elements or like diplomatic ways of doing things or? Yeah, um, the RPG elements, uh, there's no RPG elements in terms of your own individual skill. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, well, well, maybe maybe there are, and it's just the start I did. But you know how well you pilot your ship is just you know how well you yourself pilot your ship. Um, but your the the pilots you hire have different skills mm. with like piloting or engineering and stuff, and they can do more complicated things with better skills. Like it starts off where you can only get them to do like trading in their sector. But then as it goes on, you can do advanced trading where they can kind of go wherever they want. Okay. And make loads of money doing that. But yeah, it's more about diplomacy. There's different groups, some of which are in conflict. You don't have to join a conflict. You can you can not do any combat at all and mm -hmm. set up a trading empire. It's probably the most profitable way. Mm -hmm. Just like in Port Royal too. But okay. um, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's very good. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So do you have an individual character? Yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and they, so they can captain. modify themselves with different tools and things and, you know, different upgrades. I get you, but it's just not focused on the individual, more on, like, systems. Yeah, more on systems. But if you wanted, you could totally, you know, you can um, bypass security systems and you can float around personally or around space stations and mm -hmm. try and find hidden stuff. If you wanted, you could play the whole game without ever having more than your own spaceship. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. How are the graphics? I've just barely seen over your shoulders. They're so. they're decent. The the individual character models are a bit janky, mm -hmm. um, but you know uh, I really love Space Engineers, which is a different sort of space game where you can build your own spaceship, which mm -hmm. is what that's all about. But they don't have they they have like no character models or static character models. The character models move here. They they kind of look like ass mm -hmm. when they're talking, and they all kind of look the same. No, I get you, but, but that's not what most the of the time you're about. in a spaceship, so yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of times where that doesn't matter at all, yeah. And when I bought it as well, the the negative reviews on Steam, which is where I bought it, other avenues are available, I hear. Gog. Uh, when I bought it, uh, it was the negative reviews that made me buy it, because the negative reviews were either, uh, it's really interesting, you can build your own space station, which I haven't even done yet. All of this, but it's really complicated and the UI is clunky, which is true. You know, once you know how to do things, it's easy. You know, I go to this menu, I have to right click, I go on information, then I have to open this and click on behavior and set the behavior, then I have to click on this. It, you know, if you're not comfortable with that, it's kind of a bit. Yeah, no, I understand. You know, there are some games that are just like that that I enjoy. That appeals um, to me. It appeals to me. I like, yeah, a lot of games, like, you know, would prefer things are more complicated. So people people saying it's a bit too complicated, or if it's not too complicated, the UI makes it too complicated. Yeah, or they feel it's just a bit opaque, like, to learn. Yes. Like, a hard learning curve. There are tutorials, but they, they cannot always be that straightforward. I think it's German, and it's okay. been translated, but I might be wrong. Okay. But um, that was one of the reasons I bought it. And uh, another reason was um, someone, I think it was a positive review, but on their negative section they were saying, like, this game has lots of bugs. Like, lots of bugs. Like, think Skyrim level of bugs. Oh, yeah, you told me that, and I was like... That's not a lot of bugs. 
Yeah, the bugs in Skyrim can be fun as well. <laughs> Some of that bugs. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of bugs really. And that's Fallout New Vegas with my my beard three feet from my face. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't I even mean, a bad bug. Some games like when the engine is like fairly complicated in yeah. terms of just possibilities. There's just more possibility for bugs. Yeah. I no, actually, I prefer like when when sometimes when I look at games and it says there's no bugs, I kind of take that as a bad thing. Like I prefer a few bugs because. When there are no bugs, that often comes across like you're, it's more, how do I say it, like, rounded and, you know. Mm. I don't know, I like games where you can, like, jam your face in things and find you can actually crawl up that mountain, mm -hmm. up to the Greybeards. There. Mm -hmm. Don't even need to look at the troll. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Skyrim. Skyrim. Um, okay, that's awesome, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you're gonna keep playing it a while, huh? Yeah, I think so. See if it'll hold you over until Starfield. Yeah. 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 I think Starfield will be quite different, because I think it will be more, probably more about your own personal character, RPG, mm -hmm. story elements, and... It comes across that way, yeah. You know, it's not like your character has, like, a sneak skill in this game, or a lock-picking skill, and stuff like that. You can do... Things like that, but yeah. Yeah. Did you want to talk about Spore? Yeah, maybe just a little bit, yeah. Um, I don't know why, you just wrote Spore down, like you've not even been playing it. You Don't listen to me. I'm going to play Spore today. Okay, I'm going uh, to play Spore. While, while this is rendering, I'm going to play some Spore. It's right. been a while. I play it probably like every five years. Um, and, uh, yeah. What is Spore? Um, it is a... I guess you call a life simulator game. Maxis, right? Um, uh, that's right. Yeah, um, it's a Will Wright game. Mm -hmm. The guy that invented SimCity, The Sims, and others. Um, and uh, yeah, so you basically um, begin as a single-celled organism on a planet, um, and you, as you eat things in the. So okay, let me back up. It's kind of like playing several different games in one big connected thing. Uh, it's not like super complicated, it's mm -hmm. pretty simple, but I think the whole picture makes it a really fun game. Yeah. So you start out single-celled life, you eat either plants or other organisms, you collect DNA parts, uh, which you can use when your character dies, and you, play, you basically are playing as one species from single-celled life until you're a spacefaring civilization. So you you collect different kind of like blueprints. So yeah. I've got a blueprint DNA for, for a different type of mouth. This mouth yeah. mm -hmm. is better at eating things. That mouth is better at talking to things. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. You know. So um, I remember playing it and saving myself loads of points by making a blind creature, mm -hmm. which yeah, was just had like eight mouths on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, and. Uh, and all those parts like affect gameplay, you know, um, the way yeah, that so you're blind. The way, yeah, um, or even like, you know, okay. So after you get through the cellular stage, you get you get through to the end of the cellular stage, and by the end of that stage, it's been determined based on what you eat, what mouth parts you've added and stuff, whether you're a carnivore, herbivore, omnivore, and then this sets the stage for like every stage of it affects your species in later stages. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you end up as a carnivore, and then you move to the creature stage, okay, you're a carnivore, like, 
you can't change it now. You can't go back to being an herbivore. Um, and then, yeah, you're like running around this little planet with all these other creatures. Um, you have to basically become the dominant life on the planet. And in the creature stage, it's either um, you can befriend other species that are, that are sociable. You can kill them, wipe them out. Um, and, yeah, you keep adding more... Uh, earning more DNA, stuff like that, um, and then move on to uh, tribal stage, where mm. you like it's like the core of civilization, um, and then it becomes like another different sort of kind of game, where it be, kind of becomes like the tribal stage and then the civilization stage, they become kind of like a different game, almost like the game Civilization, like mm -hmm. a very simple version of that, where it's just about like conquering. And so in civilization stage then, like there's all okay. There's also all kinds of like design options. Um, like when you get to like civilization stage, you can like say make your own vehicles and houses and what your cities look like. I never and got there. It's it's all very simple, just like geometric shapes and then like decorative shapes and stuff. But you can make some really fun stuff. Yeah, you like, can make a bananas Giga city. Mm? Giga. Mm. Giga city. Or like um, or like say that your civilization ends up trending towards. Um, the philosophy of faith, zealotry. So, like, you can make all of your, like, cars for your civilization, like, I don't know, like a bunch of crosses. Like a big burning and put speakers on them the so they're shouting religious propaganda everywhere you go, stuff like that. Um, and uh, in order to... Don't eat fish on Tuesdays. Don't <laughs> eat fish on Tuesdays. Yeah, like, there's a lot of room for creativity and, like, making your own, like, humor, I would say. Um... Uh, so then, after you, quite much shush, we'll be done soon. Uh, get to the end of civilization stage. Um, like the way you play determines like what kind of determines what your philosophy will be at the end in, of that stage into then the spacefaring age. So like the way that you inter like say that you choose to convert all the other. Um, civilizations on your planet, on your planet yeah. uh, to like your religion. That's one way to do it. Uh, and then you enter the, you can't, you have to all become one planet basically. And then you go one into the space stage. And then you go to the space stage and it's like a different game then. Yeah. Where you're traveling between planets, uh, terraforming and uh, that's kind of like one of my favorite parts of the game. Like seeding like, other planets. Yeah, seeding other planets, collecting plants from some planets and then creating other planets, you know, that have like a certain like look or um, getting, um, genetic engineering, genetic modification, whatever it's called, is, like, really fun to me. It's, like, you're just creating, you know, it's the same parts that you had when, when creating your creature yeah. in the creature stage. But, but now, now you're a you god. Can, but now you're basically, like, a god, yeah, and you can create all new species of animals. And then if you so choose, you can share those, um, and these Sporpedia, and you can see other people's creations on planets and... It's the whole galaxy, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you can find Earth. So um, you can just come across a random planet that someone else has made? Not the whole planet, but right. you'll come across, like, a planet and say, like, someone made, like, a T2 herbivore for, like, in their game. Yeah. You can find that herbivore so just wandering around. So, did you see any fun ones? Yeah, I mean, you can find loads of fun stuff. Like I said, like, um, that's part of the fun is seeing what yeah. other people make as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can see, like, a giant pair of eyeballs with, like, two little tiny feet running around. Yeah. Um, you could see, like... Um, at one time I made like a, kind of like a T-Rex, but I think I didn't like do its head quite properly. So it just ran like this 
<laughs> like with its head like, like flopping on its back. And I didn't fix it in time, so then I'd find planets just covered in that. <laughs> you know? Um, they still did well. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, a lot of opportunities for what a, Didn't you say you found one that was just like a butthole with eyes? Not a butthole, but there, yeah, you can, if you get creative with stuff, you can make some wonky looking stuff. Like, yeah, you see like a giant butt, uh, like with some eyes down here, you know, yeah. depending on how you do it. That sounds fun. I should play it again. Um, yeah, you should try and get further than the... When, when's Sport 2 coming? When are we going to get Sport 2, huh? Will Wright? Um, I don't think there is a Sport 2. I think he's working on some mobile game now, or has been. Great. That doesn't sound interesting to me. Goddess. Uh, something to do with, like, creating, like, an AI self or something. I don't know. It didn't really interest me. Could be good. I don't know. But I think that's also been in production for, like, years now. And, like, doesn't have a release date. Maybe they're not even still making it. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, Spore is great, though. Yeah. Or a game that's from, like, 2008. Yeah. And I think it holds up well. Very cartoony looking. You know? Yeah, but... It's not, like, amazing but graphics. But there's a lot of... I mean, I remember there's a lot of options for how to modify your creature. And mm -hmm. you can really, you know, make it into a sausage. Yeah. Which you is can, what you want to do. Yeah. It's not, like, um, you know, incredibly diverse. But with your creativity, you can make some wildly different looking stuff. And, yeah, like, change what they're, you know... Their voice sounds like, how they walk, how they move, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then create worlds. And then there's a whole uh, combat element, too. Uh, one of the other space... You encounter other spacefaring um, species mm -hmm. uh, in the final stage. And um, they all have different philosophies. There's, like, um, the philosophy of prosperity, basically just capitalists. They, all they Friendly. care about is trade. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, like, um, like zealotry, faith, whatever, you know, they don't, all they care about is trying to convert you, and you, you know, you can just go destroy whole planets if you want, um. They kind of do that in that foundation game, it's a crux, a crutch for, um, sort of sci-fi, isn't it, you know, like, these aliens are really, really religious, mm -hmm. these aliens, they're the Klingons, they're really warlike, humans yeah. are kind of in the middle, humans yeah, kind of in the middle. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, there isn't a, a, um, I would say that all of the philosophies that are available to mm -hmm. you at that stage are all, like, could believably be the same philosophies as, like, humans if we were spacefaring. There's more of a choice. Well, know? yeah, but I, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, I understand, you know, unite the world. It's the same in Stellaris, you know, the, you know, the world is one government now, but that's not how it's going to go, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a game. I mean, we're going to... I know. <laughs> okay, all right, sorry. Oh, sorry Dear Will Wright, I think that actually your supposition on a one-world government being needed to achieve space is spurious at best. Mm -hmm. yeah. Please note this article. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's actually going to be... Because that makes sense. You know, you'd want that, but that's not what's going to happen. We're going to have all this... Uh, I suppose territorial dispute in space, aren't we? Mm -hmm. It's clearly yeah. going to be yeah, eventually. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, unless we do get Spode to come down and unite planet Earth. Yeah, yeah. Spode is the the bad civilization. They just conquer everywhere. But yeah, I mean, I get it. Yes, like I say, it's not like I wasn't criticizing the game. I was just saying. But yeah. Um. I mean, you know, you can, you can, there's a lot of options, though. You can totally be, like, a, follow like, the way of force, you know, just violence, basically. 
um, and uh, you can um, unlock, I can't remember what it's called, like Mega Bomb or something, where you fly to another planet and then just drop a bomb and the whole planet explodes. Mega Bomb. Yeah, it's kind of late, late game, but it can be satisfying sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Spode. <laughs> Blow up every planet of yours I see. <laughs> yeah. Fair and now I'll take your moons and terraform them and make them into a lovely paradise. Your moons, animals. which are just, you know, spinning wildly all <laughs> yeah. over the place. Yeah. 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 And there's different types of planets and all kinds of stuff. It's fun. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's a cute game. Um, it's enjoyable. Yeah, I'll probably revisit it now. Yeah. Lawyer. Rendering. There's definitely room for a in independent or another developer to make something like that. Yeah, I, you know, in yeah. in the same view as Life by You, City Skylines, mm -hmm. yeah, City I, Skylines taking the SimCity mantle. Someone would, could do that. I would really love for somebody to have another crack at this like basic concept. Yeah, like starting at like single cell life and modify, you know, yeah, and, and moving with your species because you could. It is you know, there's enough complicated, you know, of it being complicated and stuff where it's interesting like if you are a carnivore um when you come out of your cellular stage and then you're a carnivore in your creature stage so you can only eat meat you can't eat plants obviously and then once you become tribal and then to civilization like your philosophy you don't really like choose your philosophy it's chosen for you mm -hmm. based on how you play mm -hmm. so like if you're aggressive you're going to end up either being like a religious society or um the way of force um the more cooperative you are, you're more likely to be, you know, whatever they're called, like the fucking hippies, or the way of prosperity. Um, You've you selected know, fucking hippies. So your choices that you make as, like, a single-celled organism carry through to when you're in the space stage. I would love to see somebody, like another studio, just use that kind of general concept of, like... And then have it branch. Yeah, and have it like just way more complicated and updated, and yeah. So, so you, just you could be like religious that. and peaceful, or religious and warlike, yeah, like, and you know, make it, yeah. Yeah, like I'd love to see the same thing tried now again, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, just be way more complicated and you know, just complex. Hmm. The basic concept is pretty great. Good. Tipping. Tipping. Um, is the practice that Mormon teenagers carry out to circumvent their moral ethics. Although technically sex by our standards, to Mormons, tipping. What? Tipping. Hmm. What's tipping? Why is it called tipping? Um, they don't know. The tip of what? Oh, we don't know. No. Um, it's debated we need where the actual term of... comes from. Etymologists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Epidemiologists. Epidemiologists, yeah. They could work it out. Um, go on then. You go on then. You're the one who wants to talk about it so bad. Tipping. Well, there's been a lot in, uh, I mean, the news, not really. Mm -hmm. Category L news. A lot, a lot, I mean, what do you, you know, not in the news because the news seems to be like three weeks behind mm -hmm. the, you know, social media. There's been a lot of stuff on different social media and blogs, mm -hmm. uh, RSS feeds, things like that, mm -hmm. I think, you know, on SMS, about, um, sorry, people being met with requests for a tip in situations where that hadn't occurred before. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I do see lots of that, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that uh, probably plenty of industries, especially being around the pandemic, decided that it would be a grand idea if they could continue to pay their employees less by trying to pressure people into tipping. And that's what tipping as a server is really about? It's really about, like, you know, we've invented this great thing where we'd have to pay um, people. Yeah, yeah, basically, what it's really about is um, after, uh, after slaves in the South were freed, um, the only jobs they could really get were things like like being um, like a server at a restaurant, being like a bus or um, like a train porter, um, like very limited job options. And those uh, employers in the South um, uh, decided to do this idea called tipping, where they would pay zero for those employees. Um, depending on how you look at it, it was another way to continue slavery until they added the minimum tipped wage, um, something like two dollars like 70 years later or something yeah, right mm. um yeah so you you know you could get um like a you know black former slave and pay them zero and say you know they you get paid by tips by you know gratuity from people for doing a good job rather than getting paid because you're a human being and you deserve it that's the origin of tipping um and some speculate that the actual origin before that was in some places that i've read like in the Middle Ages, like okay, so like well, same like people in the eighteen hundreds in America, like before the, the Civil War, shush, before the Civil War, but like kind of mid eighteen hundreds, um, in America, wealthy people who traveled to Europe uh, discovered this practice of tipping as a sort of social status thing to give extra money to like your servant, um, and that they thought it was something that the aristocracy did, and they brought that back with them. And then after the, um, after emancipation, then it became like, oh, perfect, we can continue not to pay them. So that's the short story of what people think is the history of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then after that, um, tipping in Europe became unfashionable. In, yeah. And was considered like a bit gauche, a I bit guess. A gauche. But then it spread here while it declined there. Yeah, apparently in uh, Iceland it's kind of offensive. Yeah. I'd heard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's rare in Britain, not unheard of. Mm -hmm. I, I suppose people might tip delivery drivers, I don't know, it's been a long time since I've lived in Britain. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely coming here when you were working as a full-time server, mm -hmm. it was pretty alien. Yeah. To me, even you know, it's not like I was like, oh, tipping. I've never heard of that. Mm -hmm. You know, but, we've all yeah. seen Mr. Pink go on about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. But um, if you don't know how the system works, it probably is a bit confusing. Everyone in Britain was like, "Good show, Mr. Pink." <laughs> he has many points. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's well, it, it, it's backsheesh. You know that term, mm -hmm. backhander. Mm -hmm. It's a bit of backhander. Mm -hmm. You know, so like it, it made me, it reminded me of like going to India and Egypt and Morocco and places like that mm -hmm. where you would just pay for someone and they would be like, great. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just, uh, let's leave it. Yeah, one of the first first experiences I had, had in India was uh, <laughs> met, a dude, met a dude on the plane, an Indian dude who was like, do you want to come around with me? I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 
He drove uh, down the freeway, missed his exit, put the handbrake on, and then drove back like 300 yards, mm-hmm. like reverse down the freeway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the cops pulled him over and he gave him 500 rupees. Mm-hmm. But a better example, I suppose, was when I went to Egypt, I was strictly just doing tourist stuff there. And I went to the Valley of the Kings, which is where they used to house the desiccated body of Tutankhamun. I think it's somewhere else now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got all these rules about... So, yeah, I think his body at the time was in the tomb, um, in a glass case, surrounded like with a velvet rope. Mm-hmm. And there's only like so many people allowed, although he's not there now, but there were only so many people allowed into that room at a time. And no lights, no photography, it can damage the skin mm-hmm. and all this. And I remember this guy, I was there with my friend, Skinner, a couple of lads. And he was like, you guys, you guys want the real tour, right? Like, yes, we do. Yes, we do. We gave him like $10. And he was like taking us through, yeah, take the velvet off on his way, to taking us on this unofficial tour where we were going off track. Mm-hmm. He took someone's camera off them because they were taking photos, shouldn't take photos. Mm-hmm. And they had to give him like $10 to get it back. Mm-hmm. And then we get, we get to Tutankhamun. After having got, gone through this passage, no one else is allowed to go through. Like it says, like, don't go down this passage, you know, your boots will... It's just walking down it. Yeah, come on. Get to Tutankhamun. All these signs everywhere that says, like, don't take flesh photography. And he's like, this is Tutankhamun. Do you want to really see him? Mm. Come and have a look at this. And then he gets, like, this mag light, this, like, security surface fucking laser. Mm-hmm. Switches it on and, like, blasts it, like, eight inches from Tutankhamun's face. Like, you can see this dead body's face, like, sweating. Mm-hmm. He's like, look at that. That's Tutankhamun. Mm-hmm. And it was. Mm-hmm. Bakshish. $10 for that. Mm-hmm. That was great. Right. Okay. It's backhanders. It's just backhanders, right? You know? Um, it can be that. I mean, I'm not saying it is exactly like that, but, you know, <laughs> you know, here's, you know here's some money. Take care of me. Um... It can be, but generally... Um, I know some people that... don't deserve tips. Okay, well, do you want to let me tell you what my opinion is, or you just want to keep interrupting and asking questions? You tell me what I think. You think... Uh... My stomach's growling. <laughs> think I'm hungry. Yeah. Go on, go on. Um, uh, what it comes down to is just employers not wanting to pay people a living wage, um, and... I think that that probably is expanding. I wouldn't be shocked if there were some kind of push in the future to expand the tipped wage credit, um, which, if you're not in America or have never worked in the industry, um, means like you can the the federal minimum tipped wage for servers and other people who are expected to receive tips is two dollars thirteen cents per hour and has been since the early nineties, um, and you. You keep going. Uh, let me just give him his bone. Uh, and the idea being that if you um, that you're supposed to make a minimum wage after getting tips because you're expected to be tipped, and um, if they theoretically, if your total tips for hours worked within particular periods of time, uh, do not bring you up to. You sure that's a good idea? All right, all right. Just careful. Watch that. Mm-hmm. Very good, duck. 
Alright, I mean, honestly, I'd rather do this for a moment than talk about the thing. Oh my god, watch the face. Here's the dog that people have been asking about. He's not really allowed in here because he's a hybrid crazy pants that we love. Hey, hey, hey. hey sit, sit. Hey, what? Hold him for a second. I'm playing. Sorry, just keep him. Keep it tight, Let me grab him for you. Well, I'm sure this is very entertaining if you're just listening to this. <laughs> I suppose I should say, uh, there's a dog in the room. Yeah. Oh yeah, for the people listening on SoundCloud, this is what's happening. George is not having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> sit, sit, sit. Good boy, sit, sit. Okay, stay. So if you don't make minimum wage, they're supposed to then pay you enough that you make minimum wage, which is $7.25 an hour, the federal minimum wage. Obviously it varies, there are, I want to say like 20-something states have increased their minimum wage now. Um, and some places have done away with tipping altogether. <coughs> so really at its core, to me, what it's about is, this means stay. That's why I'm doing this, sorry. Try not to be, I'm lecturing you now. <laughs> um, is just not wanting to pay employees more um, uh, and um, it isn't just the server who is getting paid from that as part of it like we can also pay busboys less we can pay hosts less because they're expected to get a percentage uh, depending on how they do it at that restaurant of the servers tips um, so but um, you know, bartenders as well depends on where you are but everybody gets a cut um, except for kitchen staff, by law, can't take a cut of it. Like dishwashers can't take a it cut. It just makes sense. Management can't take a cut unless they are working, serving shifts. It's all very complicated. Sit, sit. Okay, stay. Good boy, you stay right there. Thank you. Sorry. Yes, you're being a good boy. I know, this is very exciting. Never allowed in here. So, what I noticed, obviously, you know, when I met you, you were a, a server. Mm. And when we would go out, you know, you would tip generously, thirty percent, forty percent, sometimes, sometimes more, depending. And yeah. that would always come back. It would, we'd always get like free drinks. Yeah, but that's not the reason that. I did it. I know, but backsheesh. Yeah. yeah, I get why it comes across that way. But here's the truth: is um, that uh, what I found in my experience is that. Um, people tip the way they tip. Um, you know, if you give someone like free drinks or something, yeah. they may well remember that and come back and be happy to see you and maybe tip you a couple dollars more. Maybe. But the truth is, there are people who tip badly, people who tip good, and that I find that number shifts very little according to service. And there's actually research to back this up, that quality, that um, server quality of service is completely unrelated to how much they make in tips. Come on. Because um, there are a lot of other factors that go into play as well. Um, hey, hey, I didn't say yes. I mean, because part of the idea um, that restaurants like to give for why they keep doing tip wages and stuff like that is uh, it motivates the servers to work harder. If they didn't get tips, they wouldn't care how, what quality of service they gave. My experience is that's not true at all. Um, because it isn't just about the tip at the end. I don't want to get yelled at. I don't want people to think that I'm stupid if I mess something up. There's a lot of social and like emotional pressure 
that goes into trying to do a good job that is unrelated from the money that you make. Yeah, I mean, you made pretty good money, I'd say, from, you know, that job. And it was, uh, yeah, it, I mean, for both of us, but for you, really, it was horrible. Like, yeah. And it wasn't, it definitely was not anywhere near as bad as it can get. Oh, of course. I, you mean, know, I mean, you know, there's lots of horrible jobs. Um, you know, there are people pouring concrete, you know, like breaking their backs and... But it is bad, I mean... Well, I didn't even mean that, I just meant in terms of the server industry. I mean, I think, you know, an important thing to say is, it's about dominating people. Really. Yeah, I think that that's what... That's why people want to go to restaurants, isn't yeah, it? Not everyone, but no. on average, um, people, there are definitely people who really enjoy the feeling that they are better than other people, and are in a, when you're in a position, in a place where... It's not only allowed, but encouraged, you know, for you to, you know, see, like, the server as, like, someone who should be, you know, waiting on me hand and foot. I mean, the, um, you know, the clues in the title, server. Yeah, I get you, but it depends on, you know. I'm not saying it should. Yeah, I know. You know, I, you know, and I think that, you know, I definitely took pride in trying to do a good job. And that didn't just, you know, mean, like, um... You know, there are certain factors you can't control. If yeah. the kitchen messes something up, you don't control that, but you take the brunt of that because your pay goes down. If, say, the chef or the line cook, whoever, messes up a steak, that affects your tip. And that's really frustrating. There are so many factors that are completely outside of your control. Yeah. Because you are the, face, the, the interface between the customer and the rest of the restaurant, any problems, they tend to think that it's your fault. Um... Like, yeah. well, like the day that, um, at the last place I worked where, Waldorf salad. um, no, I was actually going to tell a different one. Um, they, they were actually okay. Um, no, I know, but don't talk that Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. This was a brilliant idea. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, it probably is amusing. I don't know how much they can see him, but, um, no, there was one day where in the middle of summer where the air conditioning stopped working in the building. And when we all arrived to work that night, it was, um, uh, according to the chef who got out their thermometer, it was 140 degrees Fahrenheit in the kitchen and over 100 in the dining room. Uh, just the rest stop room. feeding him. Okay. Like, just, you've given him like 10, he's going to have like a massive poo. Yeah, the, yeah, the, it yeah. was 140 degrees Fahrenheit. In the kitchen. In mm -hmm. the kitchen. And over 100 in the... Yeah. Why don't you trade me for a moment? You just hold that up, thanks. Um, and they, uh, you know, at that point kind of had the option, like we open in an hour, do we want to bring in people into the hundred degree restaurant, um, to eat hot food? Um, you know, if it were me, I would have considered perhaps calling, uh, these people and saying like, we, you know, maybe you should move your reservation up because it takes like, it takes like a good four hours to cool down once the AC was on in that building. And wasn't there a couple um, who had gone there for their 20th anniversary? Yes, they said that they drove two hours to get there. It was their 30th anniversary. I'm just glad them out. Yeah, thank you. you yeah, can. let's go ahead and put them out. Okay. Come on. Go on, tell us about the... Yep. Yeah, so... And, and they um, were there and it was like unbelievably yeah, hot. Yeah, a lot of customers who came in for their reservations, it would all be like, it's grandma's 90th birthday, you know, something that's important to your family and stuff. And you're going to a place where you're going to spend, um, I'd say, easily between 40 and like $80 per person, depending on whether you're drinking, having appetizers, whatever. 
And a lot of customers came in and were super mad when they arrived because it was unbearably hot and us servers uh, just had to keep telling people like, I'm so sorry, there's no air conditioning. Why didn't anybody tell us? I don't know, I'm so sorry. Uh, lots of dirty looks, you know, you ruined grandma's birthday glares. Like, I did nothing to do with this. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so we did stay open. We did, no. You just to open the Got just a couple of tables. There. Basically made no money that night and, and got lots of angry comments and glances and people looking at us like we're stupid because, you know, we made the decision to keep the restaurant open with no air conditioning. So. So do you think. A lot of stuff like that. We should get rid of tipping and have her. Um, an actual, because we talked about that before, like, it's $15. In some places, you know, that's enough. Yeah, yeah but, it, but not in San Francisco. No, absolutely not. No. No, in San Francisco, one person to afford a one-bedroom apartment alone needs to make $49 an hour. Uh, what, for 24 hours? Um, working right. full-time. Working for 40 hours. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm. So, in some places, you know, absolutely not, like... I mean, if you lived, like, where we live, and you made $15 an hour in a restaurant, which you won't, um, yeah. you could you could actually have, like, a like an almost a middle-class living yeah. here with that. You know, not if you have any, like, health problems, but, um, you know, you could totally live and eat and, yeah. you know, so there is variation. What um, about, okay, so, I mean, you know, it's not like it's going to happen anytime soon, but would so would you actually get rid of tipping or make it so it's not... I mean, it's a cultural thing, really. It's not just, you know, kind of legislation, is it? Mm -hmm. But would you, you know, would you make it so that people can still be tipped or not, but, yeah, minimum wage, $15 an hour? Yeah. Can you hear that? I, I, <laughs> uh, yes, I support $15 an hour minimum wage nationwide. Yeah. Then you won't get as good service. That's what they say. Um, I think that that's nonsense. You can still get tips for like just the way that other countries do it, like exceptional service or whatever, you know, instead of it being a thing where like, if you don't, you know, say I get three tables tonight and none of them tip me, but I still have to tip out the bartender, the busser, um, the host, and so it actually cost me $20 to come to work today. Um, you know, but then other nights you might make $200. You know, it's a very frustrating line of work when it's, it has the extreme volatility of just like the whims of people or, you know, what the weather was like that day, whether the AC broke, all determining how much money you make. I think that having a higher minimum wage, getting rid of the tipped credit wage altogether would be a positive thing. Um, because at least then, you know, you can count on something. And also, yeah, I think that I made pretty decent money. The amount that I made, not a ton, but would probably be in like the top 1% of all servers because mm -hmm. it was a fine dining restaurant. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, um, it is a fine dining restaurant. Yeah. Whether well, no, not, I mean, it, it isn't. No, I understand. Yeah. Um, I mean, it isn't. They're listed and marketed as a fine dining yeah, sure. restaurant. Yeah, sure. But, so is my ass. So but, what? Yes, it, I've, it I've, also, I've also worked in fast food places that clean better, so... Oh, yeah. You know, take that however you will. Um, yeah. What else do I have to say? I mean, I have loads to say about that. That's kind of one of the reasons that... You didn't want to. I didn't necessarily want to talk about it. Um, because I feel like I could talk about that for like an hour. How just complicated the whole thing is, you know. Um, yeah. 
and it, you know, it, and it, I guess from the perspective of like just a customer, it shouldn't be that complicated. You know, yeah. you should expect that you'll, you know, you can go out somewhere and get decent service and, you know, but also from what you've to um, told me about what it's like in restaurants, like in Britain, it seems like people expect very different types of service in America. I suppose so. I don't know. I mean, I guess in Britain, you know, I guess the way you guys probably see us is like, oh, they don't want to tip, they're cheap. Mm. But I think in Britain, like, it doesn't matter if you're in a restaurant or, like, at home base or Home Depot or, um, <laughs> you know, anywhere, like, if you're like, this is the bill, also you're expected to add 20%, mm. I think it would be met with, like, a what the fuck are you talking no, about? No, I get you. And just to be clear, if we saw, like, a European person, we don't think, oh, they're not going to tip well because they're cheap. It's just, like, they may or may not know about this social expectation that the employer doesn't have to pay their employees, you do as a customer, with some extra money at the end. Um, yeah. And part of it, and it's so, like... Having just been to a lot of restaurants and bars and all kinds of things like that. Like, if you just sit and watch, you know, say like, okay, like, okay, say that we just had a dinner um, for an hour and a half and our bill was $150, you know, and we tipped $30, you might think, that's a load of money. They're, they're making, you know, however many dollars an hour. But what you don't see is the two, three hours at the beginning of the shift before we open that we're paid $2 an hour. Yeah. Cleaning and filling silverware, filling napkins, you know, restaurant, a lot of restaurants don't do cleaning staff anymore. Um, especially some during the pandemic, what I noticed is they took it as an opportunity to get like super lean. Yeah. Um, so you're doing other people's jobs more as well. I mean, when the bit that I was back after the pandemic, uh, we would like not have a bartender for days, you know. Yeah. And you just have to be in the back making your own cocktails and all your own stuff. It slows down service. People get more mad at you. Again, they always assume it's your fault. Not some cheap motherfucker, a billionaire living in Kentucky, making these decisions. Um, I think they're based here. Yeah. Anywho, this is part of why I was like, I don't know if I should talk about this. What do you it's think about turn into a monologue for tipping me. for <laughs> other things? Like, uh... I think that um, everybody deserves to make a living wage. Yeah. I also think that when people are inundated with tipping for things like, um, you know, tipping, uh, say for like. Um, what's a weird place that we've seen it? Like counter service? I don't know. Like, like Qdoba. I haven't seen it anywhere. You know, uh, or something like that. Qdoba. Or, or Starbucks, say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't understand don't... why I'd ever be tipping someone when I have to, you know, go to the counter. Yeah. Like if Starbucks was a coffee shop, you know, like not, not the gross fucking facsimile of a coffee shop that it is. A coffee shop where you go in and you sit down and a waiter comes over and goes, Hello, sir, what do you want? And I'm like, I'll have a cappuccino, please. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, it, it doesn't really make sense. Um, and... Right, just keep going. <laughs> um, Sausage. <laughs> the reason is, I think, uh, I think is comparable across a lot of industries. An employer doesn't want to pay you a living wage if they put the onus on other cus on customers to make sure that you make a living wage, when they have no idea what you're making, when, um, it creates a degree of separation 
and one where, say, your employees, if they get mad because they had a bad night, got bad tips, they're mad at the customers, not you. Does that make sense? Um, it's a way of diverting attention um, in such a way that the people who are actually making decisions never have to suffer the consequences, um, and they can keep their stock price up, I guess. So, um, yeah, it's complicated, but I generally am in favor of getting rid of the tipped credit wage and bringing everybody up to minimum wage, and the minimum wage needs to be increased anyway. That's what I think. I heartily endorse everything Christina just said. What did you say? <laughs> Something about Pope. That's yeah. right, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, but, and just briefly on that point of, you know, um, it, I get the sense that it's less common in Britain for people to want the Britain. kind of service that, uh, Britain. that that most Americans want, which is me pretending to be your friend, complimenting you constantly, yeah. being up your ass, licking your toes, you know. It's a cheese sandwich. Um, yeah, that's what people want. Um, but I also think that there's a big differential. I think um, what I notice, but not always, but on average, more high-income people don't want that here. They're more likely to just want you to have knowledge about like the cuts of meat, the wine, the cocktails, you know. They want you to tell them about an obscure whiskey that you have and its qualities and how it's aged. You know, those are different expectations. Mm -hmm. But then they want to be left alone to just enjoy their meal, you know. Um, and people who are on the lower income spectrum, again, not always, it, what, totally depends. I think, I think what you're really saying is it's people who otherwise don't have other people to boss around. Yeah. Like if you're a high income person, if you have your own company or you're you know, a senior person at your company, you have people to fucking treat like shit. Yeah, all the during, time. All mm -hmm. the time and yeah. you get your jollies that way. If you were like lower to middle income person and this is like a special occasion and normally you're cleaning up after your own kids and your own house all day long. This might be a good opportunity no, this might be to lord over someone. lord over someone. Yeah, I think that depend. you know, again, lots of variation, but there are definitely people like that's the whole reason they go out. Um, oh, she an ugly bitch. Yeah, I'll never forget that, ever. I can't remember what they were mad about. Uh, the bill. Yeah, that's right. They were mad that the bill was too high. Um, the things that they ordered were too expensive. And they were saying that, and because you worked for a corporate place, the manager, if I heard, if I was a maitre d', mm. Gordon Ramsay's maitre d', if I was Jean-Paul, mm. is it Jean-Paul? Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre. Jean-Philippe. Jean-Philippe. Jean-Philippe! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard someone say, call my waiter a, a bitch. I'd be fucking breaking out the triple suplex. Yeah. Well, they don't have maitre d's anymore. There's no more sommeliers in restaurants. No. Is there no more chefs? And there's no more chefs. Chef a lot Mike. of them. It's just line cooks. Fresh frozen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, some of them... God, I'll never forget the dude who was just helping out one night, and I saw him... Um, he, they, they needed some lobster for an order, lobster tails. Uh, lobsters were all frozen because nobody took them out of the freezer. Why you would freeze them? Anyway, whole other thing. Um, decided to defrost a lobster tail for an order he was working on by putting it under running hot water. Basic. Very basic. Don't, don't defrost shellfish with hot water. You can kill yourself. Um, don't defrost any meat with hot water, ever. Uh, you know, very simple stuff, and yeah, because nobody's trained anymore, um, you know. Um, yeah. You know, they're all making like nine, ten dollars an hour. Yeah. Um, working like 70 hours a week. Yeah. With no overtime. What was that uh, creme brulee story? 
Where oh, you had no. like a hoity woman who was like, I, I want a creme brulee and I, it must be like this. No, it was a British dude. Oh, um, that's why I said a woman. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a hoity woman. He, he did talk exactly like that. Yeah. You wanted a creme brulee. What did he look like? Um, he kind of looked like John Oliver. It wasn't John Oliver. Wait a he minute. He looked pretty he similar. He looked like John Oliver and he was in the United States. Yeah. Well, in Indianapolis. He kind of looked like John Oliver. He did Oliver. kind of look like John Oliver, yeah. yeah. Like glasses okay. and all. Right. Um, he wanted a creme brulee and just said something about like make sure they do it properly. You know, so it's crunchy. It's oh, if you hadn't said that, okay. I'd, have, I'd have said to them, do um, whatever. He said, make sure that uh, make sure the pastry chef knows to do it properly. Um, okay, well, newsflash: I make all the desserts. There's no pastry chef. There's like two people working in this kitchen. Um, this fine. I made I made the desserts for half the other servers on busy nights <laughs> because I was just fast You're at it. Good at it, yeah. yeah. So you made this creme brulee. So I made the creme brulee, and, and I did went... make it, and he he went. Perfect. It made me smile. I know it's perfect. I'm not spat in that. It's not stupid. It's not that hard. Sugar. Yeah. Hey. The hard part's yeah. already done. It's we, already baked. We were we had a pre-chat about this basically where Christine was like, I don't want to talk about tipping. So you talk. And but one thing you came up with was uh 30% of the US economy is oh depending on how you on how you determine what is a service industry like 20 to 30 percent of all jobs in the US are in the service industry like restaurant sector retail Re restaurants okay, retail um, some figures retail count... is service retail, retail isn't service retail is consumer like I said it depends on how you determine services when you're not when you're buying a service you're not you don't get an end product mm -hmm. like I go for a massage that's a service mm-hmm or I call up my accountant and say, diddle the books, that's mm -hmm. a service. Yeah. Um, buying jeans, that's a mm -hmm. consumer product. Mm -hmm. um, okay. You're in customer service if you're working in retail. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily at all. You might be, okay, but customer service doesn't mean service either. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can work in customer service and work for L, um, Elron. Work for Exxon. Oh, right, yeah. You know, you're um, still going to have to deal with customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I say... You can work in retail and work in the warehouse and never deal with customers. Mm -hmm. You can work in retail and work on the books and never deal with customers. Mm -hmm. I understand. I'm specifically talking about retail, like retail sales. Sure. Like you, okay. work, you work in a well, store, well, in a retail okay. store. Okay, alright. I thought that you meant like 30% of the US was like basically restaurants and... No, it's, it's not. No, no, no. It includes like like cashiers um, and stuff like that as well. It includes like fast food, counter service food. That's all. Well, yeah. Service it's, and some measures will count like um, like car mechanics as service. So it depends on how you. Well, you know, no, no, mechanic, mechanic. That is service. Yeah. But if you buy some new headlights, that's a consumer product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you. Different union. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say to that was like, wow, it really does sort of strike home, like. Yeah, this economy is bullshit. Yeah. I mean, what are the adverts that are going to play before and after this, if we're lucky? Uh, fast food. Depends on where you live. Processed yeah. food. Uh, maybe an ad for, like, a, a personal injury lawyer. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of ads for... Um, Grammarly. Uh, uh, pay us to help you learn how to sign up for Medicare. Yep. We live in a geriatric state. Yep. Yeah. Uh, adult diapers. Yeah. It's like... Um, uh, uh, this is all just crap. 
Yeah, the economy is full shit. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, just we're using toys. Scams all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not even a scam. It's, no, you know, I get you. Yeah, I mean. I mean, yes. A but... lot of what we do is completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, you know, after after leaving the restaurant industry, um, I tell you what, I enjoy cooking again. Um, Talking to others, you—that's a little less unbearable. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm an introvert to begin with, but. Um, so talking to anybody who isn't you, or occasionally my mom or sister, is kind of like, mm. <laughs> um, the toilet floor. Yeah, um, but definitely, yeah, it, uh, it had a, a big impact on me in terms of just like mental health. Um, it's hard to have people tell you that you're absolutely shit and awful all the time. Um, yeah. When you know you're doing a good job, especially. And not to say that's every customer, obviously. There are loads of mm. nice customers. But those are the ones that keep you up at night, are the people who are awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that lady, they were mad about their bill being high. It was like $70 for eight people. They only had appetizers. Um, uh, yeah, calling me a stupid white bitch, an ugly white bitch. She an ugly bitch. This lady's an ugly bitch. And I'm just like, here's your bill. Remember that Lyft driver called me a white bitch? Yeah, I do remember that. That was fascinating. What was she mad about? Uh, she was mad uh, when we got in. Um, do you remember? I, we yeah, made I remember. her move her baby seat. There was a car seat in the back, so yeah. there wasn't room for both of us. Uh, we she asked if she could move it. Yeah, and she was mad about that, and it stunk of piss. Yeah, and then when we got dropped off, yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something like white bitch that's just, that's what screaming out the window bitch. at you. I just wanted to I didn't say anything to her. We didn't speak the whole way, no. Yeah. I was also talking on the phone. She she didn't she, say anything. She knew we were grossed out, like Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. People you never know what people got going on with their lives, you know, and um Don't care. There's your job. Yeah, and that yeah, that's you know that's the that's how it works, yeah. Like I say, with the customer experience of like going to a restaurant, you don't care if one of the kitchen staff didn't show up. You don't care if there's no dishwasher and mm -hmm. I'm going slow. I'm, I'm just paying. a bartender because I have to do my own dishes and make my own drinks. Um, you don't care. You just want to have a good experience, and that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to give it to you. Well, not me not anymore. Me, I don't no. work there now. <laughs> I'm never going back Even to restaurants again. Even if I did work in a place like that, I, that's, that's not what I would want. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spitting in those onion rings. Yeah, I mean, just over restaurants. Gotta remember the fucking Tony's experience. Yeah. Oh, name and shame. There's there's like dozens of them. I'm pretty sure. There's like three matter. of them. Well, whatever. I think um, there might be two we, of them. We now. used to go into this place when, I, like, after I got off work, if I got off work a bit early, and like have a martini and like some oysters, little treat, um, and we went in. This one day. Um, now we're living in a trailer in Kentucky. Happier, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And we got these oysters, and like, like, oh yay! Like, I fucking love oysters. They were pretty cheap. Huh? And we, they, they weren't bad for a restaurant, like a dollar each or something. That's not bad at all. Um, and yeah, I had the first one. I'm like, what is? A rubbery. It's up here, and a bit rubbery, and like, oh, there's zero liquid in this. Yeah. Oh. They were. Open they were yesterday. opened on another day. And then Much just stuck earlier. in the fridge, possibly not even covered. There's no brine, there's no juice, they're old. Yeah. So, complained, they took it off, and then... <laughs> took it off. And then we uh, paid and never went back. 
you know, yeah. again, basic. You know, if you're going to, if you're going, yeah, we tipped well. It wasn't the bartender's fault. Yeah, I used to know someone who who had had uh, like a big like burn on their arm, Mm -hmm. and she told me that she got it from like her high school prom. Mm -hmm. So she'd had this burn for like at least ten years, Mm -hmm. and she said I still tipped the lady. What? She she got it from going to the hairdresser. And the hairdresser oh, dropped the curling iron, or curling iron on her arm. Oh, yeah. 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 And she said she still tipped her. It's an accident. Well, yeah, yeah. but... Yeah. Okay, it was an accident. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's an accident that you're not going to get tipped then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. Should we save tipping part two for another I, time? I'm sure we'll talk about this more, yeah. We'll talk about it again, I'm sure. Another joke for another time. Or even just right restaurant on. industry in general. I'd love to share some more... Stuff from that, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, we should get a, a powwow, me, you, and Damien. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, where I represent the customer. Yeah, that would be and, perfect. And it's all about yeah. you two should shut the fuck up. Remember the first time I met Damien? No. And um, when we were picking him up in Chicago, when we were doing Collaborator, mm-hmm. picking him up from the airport there so we could ride a bus back. Um, and uh, you were like, this is Christina. She's the producer and my wife. And... Uh, and she's a server at a restaurant, and he goes, so you're the enemy. <laughs> it does feel like that. That's just the nature of, He also said, you know, so you're going to be producing George's... Oh, he's, be... he's like, so you're making the film then. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. yeah. Bless him. Bless him. Yeah, I hope he gets a chance to come out for a couple weeks sometime. It's been a while, and that was a lot of fun. When, the, when we got back from then... We'll wrap it up, but I think this is funny. Maybe I've already said it, I don't know. It's going to start getting to the point in these where I forget what I've talked about before. Um, So we got back from picking him up in Chicago. I had to go to work the next day. And you guys just got, like, the day to yourself. Um, And I was like, okay, like, you know, here's the... You you got your debit card. If you guys want to go have lunch or something, that's cool. I got to work. I come back. I think it was kind of early, like 8 p.m. And when I walk in, you guys are wearing matching outfits... And completely drunk, and you're like, hey! I wasn't drunk. You guys were hammered. I opened the door and went, oh no. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we did, we we had some drinks. You did, and I was like, it's okay, I just gotta catch up. Hold on. Let me pop open a bottle of wine and we'll get this going. It was just very funny. You guys bought matching outfits, like shorts and like little shirts that match. (laughs) And then went to lunch and got drunk. Yep. Besties. No, we, yeah. God, we yeah, we were at H and M buying stuff for collaborator. I'm like, yeah, these shorts look terrible. I'll buy these. Yeah. Yeah, that'll go with my Niles T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did bring you a T-shirt and the Judge Render mask. He yeah. brought gifts. You guys are in love. Sure. All right. Well, I guess that's us wrapping up. I guess so. I feel like we went long that time. Guilty. Got a little into stiff. Yeah, it was very boring this time. You should really think about that. I will. You will. I'll think about it while I'm playing Spore. All right. And making food. I'm going to have this, like, uh, like go back in time and, you know, kind of like, oh, Mr. Darcy. They've all got Rinder masks. Make Pride and Prejudice, but digitally alter it, so instead of, like, fans to be coy behind. It's just Rinder. It's just Rinder masks. It's never explained. I like it. Anyway. That's the next half an hour for me, is talking about that to Christina. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks to everyone who commented uh, advice about uh, mice. Mice and snake advice. Snake. I totally that. got it wrong as well about uh, Dutch royalty 
marrying a hairdresser. I look, I, I thought that definitely happened and I thought maybe I got it wrong, maybe it's Swedish. I can't find it anywhere. I must have made it up. Sorry about that. You may have dreamed it. And I'm that, and that hairdresser looks like me. It is me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I've got great hair. Yeah, and they love me uh, for my hair, but also for me, but also for my hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks for the mouse advice and stuff. That was sweet of you guys. Yeah. We'll be fine. I saw a big fatty. You night. did. Yeah. Fat one. I was napping. George was like, I saw a huge mouse. Yeah. Is it a huge mouse or like a medium-sized rat? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we put some rat poison out underneath the trailer, so see if that helps. Yeah, so if we're not here next week, it's because we're dead. All right, thanks very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Cheers.